can the Minnesota Vikings go undefeated against the AFC East? Let's discuss now on the fast-moving Minnesota Vikings talk show, Viking Hot Takes. We've got six questions, 20 minutes, and the fans with the answers in the comments. Eric, let's do it, man. All right, week 13, we're getting down the home stretch. Let's go. What's your take? Let's go a Viking on Viking Hot Takes. Week 13 of the 2022 NFL season, the 9-2 Minnesota Vikings host the 7-4 New York Jets at U.S. Bank Stadium. New York fighting for playoff position in the AFC Currently, the two seed, while the Vi- while the Vikings, well, the Vikings are the two seed. Yeah, Jets yeah. are the seven seed. They got right. somewhere ways to go, but you know that's an early playoff pitcher look. There's a lot of football left, and so this game comes at a pivotal point before the final stretch. Eric, are you ready for some hot takes? Absolutely. I'm glad the Vikings got all of their regression out of the way uh, against the Cowboys. We're back to winning heart attack games. It doesn't matter. But it's it, it, it's going down to the wire. Let's just like fast forward to the fourth quarter in you know, the last six or seven plays because that seems what it, it comes down to. It's, uh, uh, it's a great position to be in, though, at 9-2. Yeah, like I said last week, holiday football. So all of these games are happening on the holidays. You're stressed out, biting your nails in front of your family members. What could be better? But let's get the show started. All right, Eric, first question. Are the Vikings in the same tier, the same class as the San Francisco 49ers? That is a very good question. Obviously, the Vikings still have the lead on them in the standings. The 49ers are coming out guns blazing though this past month, and they have they they are a tough team. They are going to be a tough out, I think, in the NFC playoffs. It looked like the Seahawks were flirting with the NFC West title. I think it's the 49ers to lose. I'd be very surprised if they didn't have that second, third, or fourth seed going into the in the into the NFC playoffs. That said, as as much as the analytics and all of the point differentials and everything else will have you believe, the Vikings are still a good team, and I think they're still in the same tier. I think the 49ers undoubtedly have a better defense. That's I I don't think that's really debatable. They have the pass rush. They have a a much better overall secondary. They have a couple of really good linebackers. Um, but I'd still give the Vikings the overall edge in the offense just be, um, because like. The the 49ers have a lot of weapons. They ha- they they get the ball into the hands of their playmakers very very often, and they're they're good at that. That said, mm-hmm. I still think that they kind of plan for to for Jimmy Garoppolo just to kind of to drive the bus and make sure nothing screws up. Like that, I think the Vikings yeah. unlock more with Kirk Cousins and their weapons compared to the San Francisco 49ers. But I mean, like if you said, you know, if I'll be honest, if they played on a neutral field right now, I think the 49ers would probably be favored by about three points. Like I, I think okay. Vegas thinks the 49ers are better, but that doesn't, that doesn't to me, doesn't say that the 49ers are in a different tier. The, the Eagles have proven, you know, they, when the Vikings faced them early in the season, they were at a different tier. They still might be, 
Uh, they've shown some uh, some some hiccups here and there, but the, overall, they're still, I think, the team to beat in the NFC. The 49ers are definitely in the conversation, but the Vikings are too. It, you again, it's the old Bill Parcells thing. You are what your record says you are. The Vikings are nine yeah. and two. However, they get there, they are closing out games. They they are believing in you know, and, you know it's kind of the the sum of the the parts or this the whole is greater than the sum of the parts kind of thing with the Vi- this Vikings team and again it could all come crashing down at the worst possible time in in the playoffs that's that's never we know this we're we're Vikings fans we we understand <laughs> yeah. it can it can go bad at any single time but the way that they're playing right now and the way they're closing out games you have to you have to put them in the in the same tier and again like the the 49ers are a really good team but i also think the the Vikings are do you, do you put them on so, the same or do you have the 49ers ahead well, I think here's the key question is if if we do see the Vikings and the 49ers on the same field at some point, are we going to get the heart attack Vikings or the blowout Vikings? Which right. one of those, you know, and, and I think it's relevant to ask right now because 49ers have won four in a row. They are the biggest threat to take the two seed from us. And also just in general, good teams rise to the top at the end of the season. So we could easily see ourselves in a playoff matchup with them. Um, But they also, you know, some of the things that are going on with 49ers are very similar to the New York Jets team that will play this weekend. So maybe this is like a quasi playoff preview. That's, that's the angle I'm going for here. Yeah, I think you're right there because it's the Jets are on the defensive side of the ball. They are legit this year. They have, and again, mm-hmm. it seems that the the ongoing thing with the Vikings, if you can absolutely short circuit this team, if you get constant pressure, I mean that's pretty much true for any team. But the Vikings completely are they're, they're done for if you can constantly mm-hmm. if you can consistently get pressure and short circuit the offense. If you can't get Jefferson open, if you can't scheme him open, I thought the Vikings did an excellent job in Thanksgiving preparing for that New England defense. Again, New England was right up there with the 49ers and with the Jets statistically yeah. and maybe above them in a lot of categories too. And they still hung on, you know, well, they 26 points offensively and with the, with the extra touchdown, they moved the ball just as well as the, as the Patriots did on the Vikings, which is a little scary on that side of the ball. I'm sure we'll touch on that later today, but yeah, the, mm-hmm. the, the, I think it's, it's basically as long as long as the Vikings aren't just completely short circuited by the pass rush, they they can put up points against just about everyone, and that's including the 49ers. Who that's a tall task to do because a lot of teams are struggling to do so right now. Eric is not scared of the 49ers. Let's go to the I'm next. I'm a little question. scared. I'm a little scared, but I think they're still in the same chair. <laughs> All, <laughs> All right. right, my first All question right. for you. This this one is great. This is the matchup of the week, maybe of the season. How will the Justin Jefferson versus Sauce Gardner battle play out on Sunday? Matchup of the season. The hype is real around this it's, matchup. Justin it's Jefferson. It's a heavyweight bout. It, this is like Holyfield Tyson back in the day. This is huge. Is is this Justin's first heavyweight bout? I think that's my question. I think this might be Sauce Gardner's first. I haven't looked at the receivers he's played he's he's played. You know, they did go up he did go up against Stefan Diggs, but right. the hype around this one is more. It's real. For sure. And I find that interesting. I just think it's Justin Jefferson doing the gritty into the limelight sauce Gardner. He's got the flash with the hot sauce bottle at the draft. Now, as far as you talking about the the actual technical on the field, how it's how it's going to go down. I mean, I have nothing but respect for Sauce Gardner as a rookie just to already have 11, 11 pass breakups, two interceptions. And we saw Justin Jefferson struggle against Darius Slay. We saw 
just the Vikings receivers in general struggle against good secondaries. So if we do have a situation where it is one-on-one and the Vikings use the same offensive approach as they have for the last few weeks, I don't think we're going to see Justin Jefferson do what he normally does. And that's okay. All that means is we're going to have to focus a little more scheme. I'm looking for a big Kevin O'Connell game. I, I want I want to see his intention of how he's going to win this battle. Does he use Justin Jefferson to draw Sauce Gardner away from other receiving options? Or is he going to move Justin Jefferson around pre-motion, pre-snap to, to scheme Justin Jefferson open, with give, get, get him the ball in the open field? So that is really where I think this conversation lies because I do think Sauce Gardner will have a good day against Justin Jefferson if it's just one-on-one on the right side of the field. Yeah, I mean, Sauce is a stud. Cornerback is supposed to be one of the most difficult positions for rookies to come in and succeed. It's like that and tight end. Yeah. You basically yeah. just, you can say, well, they're going to struggle their first year or two. Sauce has come in. Mm-hmm. He is the tr- he is the number one rated, not rookie, the number one rated overall in PFF yeah. uh, grade. He is he is the truth. He is He's, awesome. Yeah. I have nothing but respect for him. He, he is amazing. And like uh, we had in the comments there, he, he held Tyreek to 47 yards. He's, he's faced a couple heavyweights. That's a heavyweight. Why? Where was yeah. the hype around that game? There was no hype. Well, because everyone kind of figured the Jets and Dolphins weren't going to be that good this year. It turns out, you know, right. they're both competing for that AFC yeah. title along with the Bills. Um, but like, yeah. that's a, it's. I think the Vikings. I do. I, I agree that KOC. He's going to find up with. Some, he's going to find some creative ways to make sure that Jefferson has some separation off the line. Uh, the good tidbit is that Kirk Cousins has the most completions in the NFL on crossing routes this year. I think we're going to see a lot of that where we're moving uh, Jefferson maybe pre-snap and getting him uh, mm-hmm. uh, the ball right away early and often. Um, I, I don't see a repeat of the Bills game or anything. I don't think he's going for 10 and 193 and getting three touchdowns. Sauce right. is too good. And the whole Jets secondary. It's not like it's just Gardner out there on the island because you can scheme around just one right. good corner. They have a couple. But I think, um, you know, like I think unless the Jets – the line completely destroys him. I, you know, then all bets are off. Then Jefferson maybe gets held. And that's the thing like, Oh, you know, the, the Trayvon Diggs, you know, held him down. And it's like, no, Trayvon Diggs didn't do that against Jefferson. And, and even Darius Slay, Kirk Cousins was straight up throwing the ball to Darius Slay in that Eagles game. Like right, it, those, right. those two did not shut down Jefferson. The offense kind of got shut down before Jefferson could do yeah. anything. So, and that's really I, what I'm worried about is, is Jeff is Kirk Cousins really is just, Throwing it to Justin Jefferson, no matter what. I mean, we've we've won a lot of these games with works Justin sometimes. Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It, it works. But uh, will it work this weekend? I'm scared. A little yeah. scared. If- yeah, there's going to be other people that have to get involved. They're going to have to get Thielen involved. I think this could be a good TJ Hawkinson game too, and yep. Delvin Cook. Maybe he's got goal. he's got to have a bounce back game for sure. Yep, definitely. All right, what's let's your go next to the one next one. Davis, hurrying us along. We're on question number three of six. Eric, which injured player do we need back the most? Well, it sounds like they're probably going to get him back this week because I think undoubtedly for me it's Delvin Tomlinson. That that middle okay. of the line has been just atrocious with him out. And, and not stuffing the run. That's kind of what Tomlinson is known for in stuffing the run. But mm-hmm. Tomlinson is quietly having a really good season rushing the passer. I think uh, Matthew Collar from uh, Purple Insider had a really good article this week about that, how Tomlinson, his pass rush might be missed more. Because again, it does not make sense when you have Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter, the top uh, duo in the NFL in total 
pressures and you're still getting roasted for the most yards in the NFL through the air. Again, that's part, you know, that's the chicken or the egg mm-hmm. kind of thing. The secondary has been banged up. And there's a couple players that definitely need to come back on that side of it too, if the Vikings are going to make a run. And it, it sounds like, it, I believe it sounds like they're kind of get, they're going to get uh, Evans back this week because he's out of the concussion protocol. And it sounds like Dantzler is set to go when he's eligible next week. And the, both of those yes. will be huge because the secondary that, I mean, that secondary was getting thinner than a 90 supermodel there for a while. Like it was, it was getting pretty rough, you know, like, Amen I mean, season I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Duke Shelley. Great. That's great. But like, if we're depending on him to go one-on-one against some of these receivers down the stretch, it's going to be tough. But I, I really think it starts with Tomlinson. That defensive line really missed him in, in all aspects of the game. And I think that frees up, you know, like having him and Harrison Phillips, who's been a pleasant surprise, I think overall, like with yeah. rushing passer, but Tomlinson is definitely a, a step up there. Then you can have Phillips. Uh, take up those gaps and just be more of what this defense wants to be. Again, we we can talk about the, the scheme of the defense and maybe being a little too predictable in vanilla, but I think just getting uh, Tomlinson back there in the mm-hmm. middle is going to be huge. Yeah, I, I think you made a great point about how Tomlinson contributes to the pass game as well. Uh, he's number three for me. I think Cameron Dantzler is number two. Very excited yeah. to see him back on the field. And then number one is Christian Derisaw. Um, just because Brake Brandle has held up, you know, we're getting more from him than we ever could have asked for, but four, cre- four pressures against the Cowboys really hurt. Really. It was bad. Even a forced fumble off of it. The Jets rate rank fifth in pressure rate. And I think that's another difference here is I'm looking just at this game. And, and sure. I think long-term Dal- Dalvin Tomlinson is a more important player, but the edge rushers, yeah. John Franklin, Myers, Carl Lawson, Bryce Huff, Quinn and Wilson. Yeah. I mean, I'm scared of this matchup even with Christian Darisaw. So he's the answer for me. Yeah, that that's absolutely for this week. It probably could be Darisaw just because that Jets pass rush. And if, mm-hmm. yeah, like long term, they just I'm just just take your time, CD, because we need we need him for the for the stretch run. Like that's <laughs> I, the concussion thing the, with getting that scare back to back. Let's make sure he's 100 percent. So. All right, Definitely. my second question for you. How much better – so that's another backup quarterback. That's all the Vikings face this year. But how much better does Mike White make the Jets' offense? You know, the Jets are riding high right now. I cannot deny that. And they've seen Mike White play this well before. So there is more than just the hype here, more than just one game, good game. But I don't think he makes them that much better. I mean, if you're comparing them to Zach Wilson, sure, maybe maybe better than Zach Wilson, but not better to the point where I'm scared of Mike White more than I'd be scared of a Mac Jones or of an Andy Dalton. He's just a guy, in my opinion. And we've seen him play well both this season and last season. But we also saw him fall apart against the Buffalo Bills in 2021 through four interceptions in that game. Nobody's talking about that game because that was just two two games after his great game last season. So I do think that a good defense will be able to uh, to to help us beat the Jets offense that admittedly does have a lot of weapons, but it's not the quarterback for me. What do you think? Okay. Yeah, well, you know, you, you said a good defense could shut down Mike White, and I agree with that. I don't know if the Vikings currently have one of those, <laughs> but again, like – 
for me, the ceiling is higher overall with the with the Jets' offense. Because again, Mike White has yeah. started a whopping four games in his career. He has had three touchdowns in two of those. Zach Wilson has started twenty in his career. He has three touchdowns in zero of them. As a matter of fact, zero. I think he only has I think he only has two touchdowns in like four of them. Like he, Zach Wilson <laughs> has been actively bad, especially this year. And yeah, I think the the Vikings. Hopefully, they can scheme up some stuff. Again, that's my number one gripe with this defense. It's you you know what you're getting with them. And any quarterback that's in the NFL, if you give them a time and b like the if they if they're not surprised by what they're reading pre and post snap, they're going to be able to make the throws. They're, they're if they know if they think a guy is going to yep. be open, you know, ninety five percent of the time they're going to hit the open receiver unless you're you're changing it up. So hopefully, where the the Vikings are adding a few few more wrinkles for that because i think that's the only thing i make like yes white looked outstanding against the bears but the bears are bad defense mm. has been bad all year and that was kind of like the b team of the very bad bears team so like basically i just think the ceiling is higher i'm sure garrett wilson and tyler conklin are super happy with it and, and you know and Corey davis like i think they want white in there because zach wilson might be oh boy i, I don't want to call him a lost cause a year and a half in his career but like it's not looking great so far but um yeah, like this. This is one of those times where the Vikings are, are facing a backup, but you can actually be more scared. And you knew you do realize that you did say that, like you, you know, we shouldn't be as scared as we were of Mac Jones and Andy Dalton. Like they're yeah, and, yeah. But both of them put up numbers against this defense, so that makes me a little nervous. Like if if <laughs> as long as the quarterback isn't actively bad, it seems like the Vikings defense can struggle. So it's it. I just think um, it, I'd rather I'd much rather face Zach Wilson, especially with the struggles he's going through right now. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with that. Much rather face Zach Wilson. I am, I am crediting, you know, that Andy Dalton game, we did win on a double doink. So we could easily still lose to Mike White. That is not mm-hmm. what I'm saying here. Right. I'm simply saying I think there is a plan. It's not like a, uh, like a Josh Allen type of thing where like, I don't know, I just hope we get lucky. Like go into this game with a game plan. I sure. think it's about making them one-dimensional, trying to shut down that run game, and then just letting Zadarius and Daniil pin their ears back. But yeah, I this is achievable, but it's still very Andy Dalton-ish, for better or yeah. for worse. Yeah. Right. I hear you. Next question. Eric, the Jets are the blank best team we'll play this year. The crazy thing is, I don't know if you can put the TH after that. Look at okay. Let's go through. Let's go through the six yeah. teams of the Vikings have left. They have the Jets, who are a pretty solid team. They're in the seventh position. The Lions. Mm-hmm. I'd almost the way the Lions are playing. I would almost get them there, but I still think the Jets are better. Um, okay. The Colts are an absolute. They're they're doing whatever. They're done. Like the Jets, absolutely are better mm-hmm. than them. The Giants. I think uh, Cinderella is kind of turning into a pumpkin with, with the giants. I think they're kind of getting exposed with a little bit of what they, you know, it's their, their last stretch, their last couple games. It's like, Oh, maybe if you mm-hmm. shut down this and this, they're kind of tough to, to win the Packers. Uh, I don't know. Like they, like again, it might be Jordan love time. It like they get, and then the bear, or like the, uh-huh. the bears we've, we've already talked about the bears. Like that's the thing. Yeah. There, there aren't any teams and the Jets, like on the Viking schedule, that are like you say, far and away, we, they are better than the Jets. Like that's we that's have the crazy. easiest strength of schedule in the NFL right now. 
Yeah, and the and the Vikings and like and that's in the Jets. This is a testament to the Jets too. It's not just the the mm-hmm. the, the kind of the lame duck schedule down the stretch. And again, the, the Vikings have showed us they can they can hang with anyone and they can let anyone hang with them. So like that's mm-hmm. that's a, a double edged sword there. You could you can't tell me that they're out of the top three. That's for absolutely sure. I would probably mm-hmm. say top two. And again, like depending on what your opinion is of the Giants, I really do think the Jets could be the toughest team especially just matchup wise because because of this Jets defense and the what the weapons they do have on offense that could hurt the the Vikings still getting healthier defense I, I think this could be one of the toughest games I love that it's at home I love mm-hmm. that the Vikings have the the, the rest advantage of, of playing on Thursday while the while the Jets played well I mean they kind of had to play against the Bears but they still played on <laughs> Sunday so I, I still like the Vikings defense. chances and I think I think they should they should look good and they should uh the defense should be the uh, look better than they did against the the Patriots but like again it this is a tough matchup and could like the, these aren't your your fathers or your grandfathers you might have to go to your great grandfather to back yeah. when the Jets were good so we like, have this, to take this one seriously that. absolutely this is this is uh, uh no one uh is looking past this game and I don't think the Vikings are either so so did you say third that's your I that's... no I say I say first or second it's second first, to lowest I, second. probably first Probably first, like if this was at the, well, again, it's not like the MetLife Stadium is a, a huge advantage, but I like that the fact that this home, it's a, they might be the, the most talented team. Russ, you know, Packers have a lot of talent, but they're kind of a mess right now. I, yeah, I agree. First or second. And if you look at our entire season, because I had to go a step further when I saw they were first. If you believe in Mike White, they might be the third best team we play all year. Just throwing it out there. Throwing it out there because they have a, they're making a run right now. So we got to cool those jet engines. See what I did there? Ah, that's a good dad joke right there. <laughs> All right. Okay. All I right. got to ask you. I got, we got 40 seconds left. You can make it quick. You abandoned us, Flip. You are, you are no longer on Twitter. If you go on Flip Mozzie, it's empty. This, this account does not exist. What happened? I should have. You finally watched up? Am I actually gone? Have you tried? I don't know. See, I, I, you I, haven't I, even searched for me. You don't miss me. You don't miss you told me. me no, I went out there. I don't know what it says. I don't think like the user doesn't exist, but it, there, there are no tweets there. There, there are no hot <laughs> takes you can share. And I am carrying the burden of the show now to tweet it out. And <laughs> well, hey, hey, you know, uh, abandon is a strong word. We're hanging out right now, Eric, okay. on a Thursday Let's night before, before a big time game. But, oh, save save by the buzzer. That's fine. All right. I'll always, I will always be here on Climbing the Pocket. You know where to find me, Eric. And this is my community now. It's you. I love it. It's David. It's G-Mac, Mary Fisk, Clifford. Uh, like, this is a – Dan Henneman, Freddie. I could go on yep, and on. This is my here. community yep. now. This I is like my it. community. I like it. So. All right. Keep on coming back, y'all. Thanks for joining. Great with the comments. And we're both, if you can't tell, very excited about these this Jets game. Eric, give me your score prediction. All right. Um, I think it well, it's gotta be a close game. This is the Vikings. This is what this is what they do. Um, but I I, I think I'll say twenty-three twenty. Vikings. I think it's gonna be back and forth. Points are gonna be hard to come by. I think the Vikings do just enough like they usually have been during the season. How about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm scared of a few things about this matchup. 
I'm happy that Mike White is not one of them. I do think that we have issues on the offensive line. Same old flip. I know. So it's going to have to be low scoring. What I'm cheering for is the Mike White meltdown game. I am choosing the Vikings offense to struggle all day, put up 13 points, and still beat the New York Jets 13 to 10. Uh, I like it. Old school stuff. I thought last week it was going to be low scoring too, and we were way wrong on that one. So, (laughs) yeah. So we'll see. Until next time, Dave, what you got? If this works, there he is. There he is. I am. I stuck up on you. Um, (laughs) What we've got next is. Two old bloggers, Darren and myself, and we'll break down that this Jets game. And like you guys, I'm a little worried about that Jets defense. Not so much about their offense, but I am worried about their Jets defense, and we'll get into that on Saturday. And then, of course, after the game, approximately 3 o'clock in the afternoon, since it's a noon game, which you guys didn't mention, that's Kirk Cousins' best time. Noon Kirk. Noon Kirk, baby. 50 points. Easy. Superman. <laughs> he will come out and uh, we'll be here with the final score. Noon Flip, Kirk. Jason, I love it. Matt, myself, we'll all go live. And also, who's in town as of today, CTP Germany has crossed the pond. He's made his way safely. To awesome. Minneapolis, he is there. He will probably be joining us as well on Sunday. That's amazing. Yep. That's amazing. Jonas. Well, hey, I hope they get it done. Vikings by three. Until next time. Go Vikings. Go Vikings. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And rate us on your favorite aggregator. And a special shout-out goes to our partners, the Daily Norseman, where the best Vikings content can be found. And to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. Skull, everybody. Skull, everybody.